0: Blog Talk Radio. If it's half ass and you feel still
1: on your ass, if it's safe, I yourself in the same old shoes, I've made no move. The self-sabotage. Got
0: your hands held out, won't even see you. You are now tuned in to the mother motherfucking uh-uh, greatest. Yes, welcome
2: to last chat. We are back, we are back, we are back. We haven't been in the chat room in a minute. See, hey. Hey, Alicia, girl, it's so good to be in our original spot. You know, I just feel one type of way when we're in the chat room. I'm just saying. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to shout Twisted Black. He uh, sent over music from his new album, uh, which is out mm-hmm. now, BLM. So y'all make sure y'all go on every uh, platform and check that out. Um, I'm like, wow, thanks. I love it when people send us music, you know, and, and just want us to be able to listen and share their passion and their mm-hmm. their music and their, their gifts with us. So we appreciate you sending over that music to us, Black. Absolutely. I had me, you know, me and music, I was living, sitting here and had to make sure my mic was muted because, you know, I can get into a tune or two. Then we might just scare away all our listeners. I'm just saying. (laughs) Absolutely. Listen, D. Can't hold a note for nothing. (laughs) I can hold it for me, but, uh, you know, I I do a little something. I (laughs) know. Oh, yeah. Y'all, have
1: y'all been tuning
2: in to Let's Chat Live? Y'all got to check out yes. Let's Chat. Check out our yes. page on YouTube. Check out our page on Facebook. Everything is Let's Chat across the board. You know, we believe in that consistent branding. Yeah, I said, you cannot be author Susie on one platform, Hot Mama so-and-so on the next platform, and Too Good Entertainment on something else. You got to be consistent across the board. Shout out to Nico. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, that's one of the things that Lisa and I do here on Let's Chat. We love to teach and to share and to, you know, share the things that we've learned that, that can and better oneself. And we've shared that at uh-huh. Lisa, and a lot of people have actually taken it and run with it. You know, those ladies are absolutely right. You know, if they come looking for me, they got to be able to look for me and not find all kinds of variations and deviations from from one name to the next. So that's great advice. Absolutely, especially if you don't have a website. Now, if Mm -hmm. you have a website, you can connect all of your social media to that. Right. That's why it's very important to have a website. You need to have a home to refer people to that they can get everything else from uh, and learn any Mm -hmm. and everything about you. So if you don't have a website, very imperative that you get one. Absolutely. That direct access. To those that you're trying to reach and then some. Absolutely, see, absolutely. Let's open the phone up, see. Absolutely. Once again, you're listening to Let's Chat here on Blog Talk Radio, the original home of the ladies of Less Chat. It is so good to be back home, Leash. But just to give those that are just tuning in for the very first time, what we do here on Less Chat, you know, lisha and I started Let's Chat about six, seven years ago. Due to our passion of reading, we are such avid readers. We just wanted to create a platform for that. But our show has evolved into so much more than just literature. We now celebrate the dopeness of all arts, no matter what it may be. You know, whether it be music, which you heard some of our exclusive tunes, and we do get some exclusives here on Let's Chat. We do music, we do acting, we do producing, we do you name it, we do it. They come to the doors of us chat, and we appreciate each and every one of them that have shared their precious time with us. But our show allows all of our guests as well as our listening audience to interact in an intimate, fun, and friendly environment. We get to hear the passion behind what it is that they do because you never know who's listening, and that they just might need that little nudge to get their passion going. And these sometimes they really get passionate up here in the chat room. We just saying, but it is so much fun. We share so much and we hope you guys are ready for another night of ladies from the late ladies of let's chat blog talk radio. It's good to be home. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. See? I love it. So if you haven't been tuning into let's chat live, make sure y'all check us out. Um, the girls are doing some things. You know, we got a lot of things planned, more things planned for 2021. And, you know, I just want to talk a little bit. Because, uh, T, did, did you did you watch that presidential um, town hall thing yesterday, T? Did you see that? I saw some of Biden's. You know, I'll be working and cooking and catching when I can. But I definitely didn't. I didn't tune into to NBC. I was basically on ABC. Hmm. So whoever was Trump's moderator, I need her to be the next mm-hmm. moderator. <laughs> yeah, I thought I saw the the you know, the flashbacks you on, like, CNN, and She yeah, she held her own. I was telling her beliefs, I'm like, he did not move those over that one. <laughs> she was She said, What do you mean? You don't know. <laughs> We y'all need to have her back. Y'all need to have her back because he looks like a little I kid said. on a playground. He looked <laughs> like a little kid on the playground. He sounded like one too. Sounded like he was three. Mhm. Absolutely. You know, strong women kind of can be a little intimidating for um for him. So, but True. she definitely has True. her own and then some. And like you said, I agree. They need her for the next one because he did not put no shenanigans with her.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: No, he did not. Absolutely not. And for all those that are tuning in, you know, this is our show. We're able to voice our views. You're able to hold your own, but uh, come on, bring it, because we ready. <laughs> Child, listen. Now, and then you have the Supreme Court nominee. This mm-hmm. is my thing. Um, sweet Cheeks, that's what we going to call it. <laughs> she, she might be On paper Qualified But this mm-hmm. is my thing with her Why is it that you only answer Republican questions and not Democratic questions that shows me that you don't Know how to not be biased You don't know how to not be petty. Mm-hmm. You don't know How to do That's that true. And we don't mm-hmm. need anybody on the bench For a lifetime that cannot Right we need somebody we need that's going to be able to go ahead. Mm-hmm. We need someone that's going to be able to listen to both sides, you know. And like you said, she picked and chose what she wanted to answer, and that's mm-hmm. not what the American people wanted to hear.
0: Mhm. Mhm.
2: Because we want to know: yeah. Are you here for us, or are you here for him? And, right. And his An pick. audience of one. <laughs> mhm. So I don't know about sweet sweet cheeks. I'm um, not mm-hmm. quite sure about Amy there. I think mm-hmm. that you're supposed to show the American people um, more than what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, not taking away from anything. She's very smartly. She's very smart. Mm-hmm. But you want the you want the American people to feel confident in you, especially mm-hmm. with so much controversy over filling this seat that a lot of Americans are, are leery, you know. With yeah. A lot of them are afraid of what's going to be taken away from them mm-hmm. based on what we have heard and what we feel that we know. We wanted the reassurance that should you get nominated for this seat, you have our best interests at heart and not just for a party of one.
1: And, I mean, and no matter what. my
2: opinion. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no matter what. And she didn't show me a no matter what. Um, Right. So I don't know. Because if it was a man, not only would he have to answer the questions, like he would have answered the questions. Mm
0: hmm.
2: Oh, for everybody. Even if he was getting grilled. Mm hmm. Show your grit. (laughs) Exactly. We, We wanted to, we need to be able to experience you. You're not the only mm-hmm. person that has come into the into that seat <clears throat> with scandal behind you. Right. But we need and a to lot know of, a lot of things that, And a lot of things that were being said and led and portrayed are not necessarily things that you have demonstrated in the past. Very true. And on top of mm-hmm. that Your job is to know the law And when it was laws that you should know You didn't know You said you had to Mm -hmm. research And find out And you should know a little bit about You should show us what you know I I wasn't here for it I wasn't here for it Mm -mm. And you have to listen closely Because you have to sort of sometimes Read between the lines as to what's not being said You know Uh And there were key points that if you listen very closely and if you know what to listen for or what, to, oh, that's what you didn't hear, she she constantly said, according to the law. And a lot of things that are in place according to the law oh, right, no. established many, many, many moves ago and cannot necessarily be held up today. So certain things that she was saying, I may not be able to may not be putting it in layman's terms, but it's a lot of what she constantly said, even during the Saturday Super spread event, you know, yeah. when she kept saying, according to the law, you know, there's a lot of little innuendos in there. And a lot of people don't understand or know to look for those innuendos. Exactly. But we digress. We're going to get off our political soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> Drag me in that leash in the high Park, <laughs> how about the Lakers <laughs> so listen, how about the Lakers I'm just saying I'm just not here for her I'm not here for her but hey everybody has their point of view I don't feel like um, she's the one mm-hmm. I don't either I feel that it's rushed and when you rush to do things there are Nine times out of ten, a lot of backfire with it. Absolutely. And there's a lot of um, intent behind. You know, a lot of times when we do things, even even personally, we have to think about the intent behind the things that we do. Um, mm-hmm. And that intent, to me, shows your integrity. Mm-hmm. It does. It really does. And when you speak in... Um, out your face one way but you spoke a different way when it was against you shows a lot about that person as well absolutely so yeah we're not here for her like that um, I need her to show the <laughs> the people that she's a leader you know as a judge mm-hmm. lifetime position you are a leader you're a leader and you're mm-hmm. an example it's that one Mhm. and she's young so that means she's going to be on there Many, yeah. many, many moons. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. Well we we know we're just not here for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you tuning in the last chat. My name is Leisha. You know, I got my right hand fabulous Miss Tony. We had to take that little political moment. We like to talk a little bit about <laughs> what's going on in the news. You know, things that uh, questions that are popping up based on some things that are going on. Um, and be able just to talk that talk about um Current events, if you will say. We're gonna take a brief mm-hmm. break, and we'll be back with all of our fabulous guests. We got author Candace coming up, author Chase Bowling coming up, and author Radria Monette coming up. Ooh, I like that name. <laughs> Isn't it nice? I was like, yes, girl. Okay. Listen, it's nothing. We will get to talk about the packaging, but yes. I'm loving it. We're going to play a little
0: Keith Mm, mm. Keith Robinson since we haven't been in a chat room in a minute. Awesome. I'm trying to get to know you with my third eye. To understand the pages off in your mind, I want to know you're in it. The one that you can hold and make it all right I've been trying to find... Yeah, this things going on between us. Something I can't find, find. Not tonight. Not tonight. I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love out here on the dance floor. I'm in love on the dance floor. I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love out here on the dance floor. I've come out of hiding. Cause I've been trying to find you. Cause I've been trying to find you. Been looking high and low. Wanting you more and more. To come in dirty wine. I love the way you move. Like how you're doing what you do. Like how you're doing what you do. You You got me hypnotized. Got me all in my mind. I'm trying not to lose it. Your body, body, body I'm about to beg, I don't even care no. I want it, want it, want it I want you to myself, I don't want to share I don't want Your body, body, body Ooh, got, got me, in me in my feelings feeling. Girl, you're a star Ooh, that's what you are You know, you know, you do My emotions on a roller coaster ride. ride. Yeah. There's things going on between oh, us. Something I can't fight. I can't fight. Not, yeah. tonight. Not, tonight. Not tonight.
1: I'm in love.
0: I'm in love. I'm, I'm love, in love. I'm here the, here on the day. yeah. for oh. you. Hide. Won't you come out of hide. 'Cause I've been trying to find you. they been trying you To wine, coming dirty wine. I love the you you I what you I'm trying not to lose you come out and 'Cause I've been trying to find you. high and I'm all know. I love the way you're moving like how you're, you're like how you're doing What you're doing You got me with your time Got me all in my mind I'm trying not to lose it Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh
2: Welcome to my chat. I am Miss Leisha. I got my right hand, and most of the time, she's my left. The fabulous Miss Tony. That was Keith Robinson and EP Pope. Keith Robinson, yes, the actor. He does more than just acting. He does do music. Uh, He's back on the set of Saints and Sinners, which has a new season coming up. So shout out to Keith for sending us his new song, Love Language, which is coming out on his new album, Love Apostolic 2, as well as E.P. Pope, who is a music uh, mega producer. He has a jazz album that is dropping, and he sent us Dance Floor. Uh, both of those songs are not out yet, so those are exclusives, but we appreciate everyone. If you want to send us some music here on Let's Chat, send your request to the chat radio show at Gmail. Dot com. We got our two okay. fabulous guests in the chat room today. We're going to bring them on in. Okay.
3: Hello, hello.
0: Welcome, welcome. Oh, welcome, welcome now. Hello. He's like hello.
1: Very, he's
3: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: All right. Now, I want you guys to both tell everybody a little bit about your literary journey and your work. Um, Candy? Hello? We'll start with you first. Can you hear me? Yeah. Who are we starting with, Liz? Candice. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I am Arthur Candice. I am an up-and-coming author from, um, I'm originally from York, Alabama, but now I reside in Tuscaloosa, Roll Tide. Um, I've been writing about four years now, and I currently have 17 titles under my belt and many more to come. Awesome. All right. Seventeen, you go, girl.
3: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And roll tide, I hear you. Wait a minute.
2: Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Candace. You are not up and coming <laughs> with seventeen titles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm you got the season salt
0: over there. You can
2: grow with season I'm salt. Still growing. You can grow with season salt. <laughs> you got some
1: seasoning <laughs> over there, girl. Mm-hmm. And today,
3: how you doing? So um my name is Chase Bowling. Um I'm born and raised in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And um, you know, I never really intended on being a writer, it just kinda happened one day and um the byproduct was uh my first book, The Road of Resistance, and it's the tale of a nerdy ex hoodlum that uses a love of historical martial arts. To lead his community after weapons technology gets knocked back to the dark ages and so it's got a whole vibe that's kind of like power meets Game of Thrones and it's a lot of fun and um, my second title the war remake picks up on the heels of the road of resistance and uh, basically what happens is our hero from the first book disappears nobody knows where he is and so the mother of his children, his queen, has to step up and lead the kingdom against the enemies that threaten them. And so that I'm really excited about. And uh, the war we make is coming November 1st. And uh, the World of Resistance will be coming out in the second edition on November 27th, Black Friday.
1: Absolutely.
2: And we want to say congratulations. You have been signed to Wahita Clark Presents. We want to congratulate you, Chase. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank I, yeah. you yeah.
3: Uh, recently, <laughs> Queen has knighted me, and I'll be running uh, SFF, The Culture. That's the uh, science, fiction, fantasy side of W. Clark Publishing, and um, I'm really excited. We're going to be bringing some unapologetically mm-hmm. amplified literature like, we got some wonderful authors coming up. Like, I'm really, I just couldn't be more excited. Like, I've been beside myself for weeks. you know. <laughs> it's just really a dope thing because, um, you know, not a lot of people know that black people really write sci-fi. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, or that you mm-hmm. can have something that's like Game of Thrones with people that look like you in it. And that was the whole reason that made me want to write my book. And, um... You know, when Charles Saunders passed, like, that was my OG in the game. Like, my brother had mm-hmm. been telling me about this guy, like, years ago, and I've been looking for his books. And um, finally I found one, and it, like, completely changed the game, getting to read a fantasy mm-hmm. book with a hero looked like me. And I just wanted mm-hmm. to, like, carry that torch in to his banner, especially now that he's passed, you know, into the future. And so, you know, it's mm-hmm. just really exciting. I'm really happy to be here talking to you guys about
2: it. Absolutely, awesome Th- This is Tony Case. I just want to say I'm excited. I'm glad you did get on the show. You know, Chris has been speaking so highly of you, and I'm just excited, you know, to be to be able to be working with you. I can't wait to read your mind on those pages that you have so brilliantly laid out.
1: Now, now that we you. know a
2: little bit about Case's book, let us tell us about your pen, Candice. Share with us what you can expect with your pen. Um, I write mostly urban romance. I love a good love story. Um, With a little Mm. bit of twists and turns, I'm I'm most known for my murder scenes. I will kill a character off quickly. Okay. (laughs) um, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) My latest series is Locked in Love with a Jailbird. It basically tells about a female um, (gasps) guard who locked in love with a jailbird. Okay. (laughs) Talks about a female correctional officer who basically falls in, well, she thinks she falls in lust with an inmate, should I say. She doesn't fall in love and then she kind of regrets it later on, but he's head over heels in love with her and he, uh-huh. her leaving him alone, he's not having it. And I wrote uh-huh. it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. I run from that perspective because you always hear about male guards sleeping with inmates. They never tell about the females that do it. I go so there? Mm-hmm. You ain't never lie. <laughs> listen, how many phone calls? I'm just Nah, say you're how keeping many calls hear you keeping it real. I hear you. How many phone calls? Did you get like, listen, 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 Candace. I told you that in confidence. And I read, get to
1: page
2: 53, and this is our whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like, you you telling somebody did this, how they feeling about this? Mm-hmm. We just Google with Google. <laughs> <laughs> Google is your friend, Candace. <laughs> what she said, right. I don't know she said, I tell them I googled
3: it. <laughs> I, feel you, Candace, Google I tell you, Candace, I tell folks all the time. Google. If you feel like I'm dry snitching, that's your conscience, not me writing.
2: Okay. That's
0: exactly. Exactly. You, that's your business. <laughs> exactly. I hear you.
2: But it is it. kind of <laughs> obvious because even if you look at uh, last year, the year before last, there were a lot of female uh, correctional officers that were arrested mm-hmm. and that were having affairs with yeah. inmates and, you know, mixing and mingling. So it ain't just the men impregnating folks.
0: Nope. Right.
2: You're getting pregnant by him and wanna get married and everything. Exactly. (laughs) We got our next fabulous guest coming to kick it with us. Hey, how you doing?
0: What's going on? Welcome. (laughs) Hello. How y'all
2: doing? How y'all doing? We are doing good. We want you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your fabulous pen.
4: Absolutely. Um, I am poet Ray Monet. I am an erotic author and an erotic poet. And I write erotica for the purpose of discussing sexual education, sexual empowerment, and sexual mastery. You' say You absolutely right now. do. I also, uh, I also produce events. I have several mm. books on Amazon. I also have a wonderful writers' group called Authors of Erotica, where I help other erotica authors to get published and to create their best work. And I am all about the uplifting and the education of our community.
0: That's cool.
2: Absolutely. All right, now. now I got a question hey. From all of y'all Because all of you guys bring a different perspective In your writing But when it comes down to uh-huh. sex scenes Who writes the best sex scenes A female author or a male author Yeah we gonna talk about it
0: oh. What you think
2: right.
3: I mean you know I'm gonna just say that You know I think that there's something about, you know, for me, when it comes from a woman's perspective, it makes it sexier. But on the same token, I feel like for a lady, it's like, yo, when you know a man is right, this, and you know that he got nothing but the best kind of bad intentions, there's something about that that just says something that speaks to you. I don't really know. You don't I'ma know, say, okay. I'm going to say that maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm going to I'm gonna give you like, yo, because not for nothing. Like, I know me personally, my personal vibe is like, hey, like, mm-hmm. I think that it's definitely a hit different when it comes from a female perspective to me. But I'm not a typical erotic reader. So I would have to say that if a gentleman mentally puts it on you and you happen to be a profile persuasion, I might have to get an answer.
2: Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, y'all. He's trying to sideline us. Listen, you write Street Lit, right?
3: Yes, yes, I do. You mix
2: it up. Okay, the best part about Street Lit is it's not just shoot 'em up, bang, bang. Street Lit has multiple genres in one book, uh, including erotic. Uh, depending on the author Some are erotic, some that de- clean romance Our motto is If it's going to be nasty, let it be nasty If not, then they ask Starbucks For coffee and conversation Because we are not here for it But <laughs> if you get multiple genres In one So you saying, I don't know I think you're trying to, I don't know uh, I'm just not here for it I think, you know <laughs> you don't No, no I, I, I car. agree <laughs>
1: no oh, actually, my
3: whole card
2: Actually, you guys,
4: I, I, I fully agree because I, I would have said that the pen is non-binary, okay? So it doesn't matter if it's coming from a man or a woman. It's the quality of the pen, right? It, it's dependent on are you connecting with all of my senses, right? Because every person has five, or, you know, most people, rather, have five senses, you know, you have you have sight, you've got touch, you've got smell. You know what I'm saying? You've got all of these wonderful, all of these wonderful senses. And in writing, in writing, if you are connecting to each one of those senses, then that means you're deepening the experience for the person who is listening or and, and or reading your work. Mm -hmm. so it it really is dependent on the quality. It doesn't matter if the author is male or female. It's are they connecting with all of the parts of you that are going to evoke exactly what they want to evoke out of you during that particular scene. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Candace?
1: And and Candace?
2: For me, I think females write the best sex scene and that's because strictly from from me when i write a sex scene i tend to flashback. and when you get that one good flashback in mind that one dude who just you can't get out your mind you gonna light that mm-hmm. scene up <laughs> so for me it's like females we see stuff in our minds sometimes when we write it and we see that that whole little sexual picture that we're writing about in our head. So I I think females write the best. Absolutely, and I'm not gonna take nothing away from Case and uh, Miss Mummy because in order to get a female, if you get her mind, everything else will follow. However, when it comes down to writing sex scenes, a uh, uh, one thing about a woman, a, a woman author is that she can scratch her soul with her mm. pen. And uh-huh. once she fresh that soul, once she adds her experience and uh, emotion into that, I I do feel that sometimes in sex scenes, men come out a little uh, disconnected emotionally. And they tend to want to make love to your mind. And that's fine and all, but you got all these big old words. Some talking about making love to your mind, but you're not. Because you got to show more and tell less. So you gotta, mm-hmm. you telling me what it is. I need you to show me what it is. Like if your what? if your character is hot and sweaty, I'm hot and sweaty. I want to be. Oh, I want to go get me some water. I want to have a fan going. Listen, I want to spit my water out. Like what? Bring me into that. Book. <laughs> bring me into your vision. Bring me into your mind. Don't be trying to be in my mind. Bring me into yours. Because the more you bring that reader into your mind, the more you have sealed whatever their reading palette um, desires.
0: Uh-huh.
2: I have What's a question, question for uh, Ray. I, wa- I-, I-, I have a question for Ray, Lee, because you brought up a good point, Lee. But Ray, um, this is Tony, I'm sorry. You know, you brought up a good point talking about the quality of the words and the way you make your readers feel. Do you feel that your journey on this
1: is Literary
2: journey, whereas you empowerment and uplifting and educating. Do you feel that that plays a key role in how you know in how your answer was? Um,
4: that's an excellent question, and I think that it might, yes, um, because because I. In, in order to in order to learn about sexuality, right? And in order mm-hmm. to, I guess, you know, kind of become like an expert in the field. And you guys can't see my air quotes, but I'm doing air quotes over expert, okay? Okay. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean because because honestly, I mean even for the folks who call themselves experts in sexuality, like either either they are not the person who has directly experienced everything themselves. <laughs> And and you have the aspect where sexuality is constantly changing and evolving. Um, mm, you know, okay. so you have that aspect too. So so when I say expert, I am using it a little bit loosely. But what I'm saying is um, that to know about sexuality, it, it it concerns a lot of learning about psychology as well. Mm, and learning okay. about psychology, learning about how people interact, how people respond, then that tells you, yeah, that kind of answer that I gave, that yes, that, that when, mm-hmm. when people, just like when people watch TV, it, it's no different from when people watch television, honestly. When right. people watch television, they are going into a fantasy world,
1: right? Mm-hmm. And,
4: and whatever, whatever that program is that they're watching, Psychologically, mm-hmm. a part of them, a part of them is attracted to whatever is there. right? right. So if I'm watching singing mm-hmm. shows, uh, the mass singer or whatever, I, I must really like singing, or I must enjoy singing myself. or there's some singing connection in my life, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, so there's already that singular connection there, but when that finger comes off mm. the screen, you know, in their costume, then they evoke another emotion with their costume, they evoke another emotion with their song, they keep pulling a mm. personal thing to you, and people mm-hmm. don't realize that because we're almost on a subconscious level, but that's what every single successful writer does.
0: Mm, very, true. Very,
2: very true. Very, very true. Now, I want to talk about intent because intent with your pen is very important when you're writing, and uh, we're gonna start with Chase only because um, Chase, you you do something different, and and you have a dynamic twist where you bring sci-fi mm-hmm. and street lit together. What was the intent behind <laughs> that idea?
3: Um, to be honest with you, right. I remember sitting down watching Black Panther and being uncomfortable for the whole movie, right? Because really? exhibit A, like, I wanted Killmonger to win because I was pissed at the Wakandans after about the first eight minutes of the movie. I'm like, wait a minute, y'all done had this vibranium since the time before time, and y'all ain't stopped the slave trade? Like, hold on. <laughs> and then when Killmonger came on the scene, he's like, now I'm the king, I'm about to take it to America. I was like, yeah. And when, you know, the topic came back, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I don't know if I like this. Go sit down, bro, till he's done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that movie, in my opinion, it empowered us. It uplifted us. It enlivened us. But it did not speak for us. And the directors and the writers said it, that this is not an African-American story. It's is an African story. So when I sat mm-hmm. down and I started writing, I wanted something that I knew I could connect with that I knew uh-huh. my friends could connect with, right? Like, yeah. I'm a huge fantasy geek, and it's been like that since I was young, right? Like, legit, y'all, I'm a whole black swordsman. you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you've <laughs> seen the videos on Instagram, but I really put on the armor. Like, I got years of historical European <laughs> martial arts in the Tallahassee tradition. Like, I do this, right? And mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, it's strange because people look at me and they're like, oh, man, like, Come on, that's white people. And I'm like, nah, bro, you don't know about the tradition, right? Because nobody knows about the historical African martial arts and the things that, you know, came with us from our ancestors. And I just wanted to shine a light on that. And so when I sat down to write, it's like, yeah, I want to tell a fantasy story, but I want to tell a fantasy story from my perspective. I'm from Bridgeport. Mm-hmm. How would my homies deal with this? What would I do? If they took away, you know, all the modern weapons and there was nothing but swords and shields and bows and arrows, I know I'm getting loose. So that's what I wrote. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I wanted anybody who picked it up to feel that same sense of, hey, this is for me. I'm ready, you know, to have that Bombay moment that everybody had with Black Panther, but it's our moment. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it's coming Mm -hmm. for us from our perspective, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, a lot of people have shouted out, like, the rich Black Lives Matter ideology. And, like, because I was raised by activists and hell raisers, Like, I, I can't even hold you. I don't even think I stood a chance. Like, from the time of Lincoln's Loyal League, my family has been with the shits. So... When, you know, I sat down to write, it was like I had a responsibility and a tradition to bring that to the page. You know, it's like I wanted to tell a fun story that everybody enjoyed and we could laugh and we could have fun. Like, you know what I'm saying? When we were watching Vikings and, you know, Bjorn goes sick and does something, we're like, ha ha look at that, that's dope. But I, I wanted it to be for us. And so when, you know... We start looking at fantasy, we stop seeing it as something that's not for us. You know what I mean? Like I want to mm-hmm. to be part of our culture the way it always has been. Like because we've had black fantasy as long as we've had black writers, but nobody tells you about W.E.B. Du Bois writing fantasy. You know. Like, as a matter of fact, I think the first black fantasy story ever written was about a slave revolt leading to a utopia, and it was written before the Civil War ended. Like, I mean, our stories have power, and, like, it's our whole mission. Mm -hmm. Like, when I sat down and I talked to Queen Wahida about, you know, science fiction and fantasy and why it's important, it's because it's the science fiction, it's the fantasy, it's the speculative fiction that we consume culturally— that inspires us to make a better reality. You know what I'm saying? Somebody Uh saw something Uh cool on a movie one day and was like, oh, world, it's dope that robots are actually healing those people. And look, we got surgical machines now. But somebody seen that in the movie back in the 60s or the 70s or the 80s and thought that, you know what, I'm going to make that a reality. And they made it a reality, and it's changing lives now. You know? Absolutely. uh, I just wanted to bring that to our culture. That's what you know. I hopefully I did it well.
2: That was a deep perspective. Nice. Absolutely. Yes. I love it. Now, Candice, you are street lit in romance, and you like to mash in a little love making and killing. What What was your intent behind deciding to mash up books? I call them mashups. Mash your book up the way you do. Um. I like criminal stories a lot. I'm a big Mm -hmm. ID freak. I'm always watching Criminal Minds. Um, For the love, my man. Anything criminal, I have to figure out who the killer is. Anything like that. But I also like romance, so I just combine the two. um, The two things that I like to read the most, the two things I like to watch the most. I watch romance movies. I watch murder shows and. I was like, all right, let's just combine them together. Let's write about them. And ever since then, I've been known for my kill scenes. And then it's like, how you going to make her fall in love with this man? And then she turned around and kill him the next minute. I'm like, it's just how it happens. Mm. Absolutely.
3: That's life. And life be like that.
2: And Miss Monet. It you you mix sex and education, uh, and and romance. You got a double smash up because you smash in everything into into one. But what is the intent when you're sitting down to pen your book?
4: You know, my my intent is always to leave the reader with something to question themselves about. Um, that is always my intent when I am writing a poem. And you will find that every every erotic piece that I write is never, ever just erotic. It, unfortunately, it's never just, oh, we're having a good time, look into my eyes, kiss me. Like, it's never just that. It's always, you know, it's always the twist of the drive home when you're feeling empty. It's always the twist of, oh, shit, he didn't call me after. It's always the twist of, you know what I mean? All of those kinds of things are going to be compounded because sex is never just sex alone. And although we like to think that and we like to, you know, oh, well, I can separate it out and it's no problem, you know, and there are some people who can do that with little problem, but most of us connect sex to other things like emotion, you know mm-hmm. so that's, that's always a really big thing and in fact i'm actually um i'm actually working on a book right now that is going to be released before the end of this year and that is called uh, expose your inner diva and it's actually a workbook to help my readers, you know, my listeners and things like that to actually go through their sexual past, their sexual history. What do you actually like? What don't you like? How do you get those things? You know, like how, how do you become not afraid to share and communicate with your partner what it is that you actually do and don't want? Um, because at the end of the day, my mission is sexual education. Sexual education, or the lack thereof, has been a huge impact on each and every one of our lives, whether we recognize it or not. Um, mm-hmm. So that is something that Absolutely. very vitally needs to change.
2: And I mm-hmm. agree. You know, you have to know who you are. You know, everybody out here having sex all willy-nilly. First of all, picking up all kinds of soul ties and things from whoever, from wherever and not really paying attention to um, not just where you're putting your body but what you're putting in your body and Mm -hmm. the first thing you have to do is know you you have to know what you like and what you don't like because if you find yourself jumping from man to man to man or female to female to female you have to think about okay this is too many people what is it about me that I need to change or I need to know so I can know how to pick and choose Like, I'm mm-hmm. semiosexual, I'm sexual. Right. That means that he got to be smart. He has to stimulate my mind. He could be fine as hell, but if he done the bricks, ain't nothing we can do, not even have sex. It's nothing we can do. You, you can't stimulate. You know, you have to have that's my true. mind first. And a lot of women don't understand stories. that.
0: Uh That's one of
4: those terms that I hear being thrown around a lot now. You know, I think maybe 2018 and beyond I've heard sapiosexual being thrown around a lot. And, unfortunately, it's thrown around. Like, true sapiosexual, like, literally, interaction to interaction. It's not, oh, he was smart one time, he can get the draws. No. No, he got to be smart all the time. No, right. no, no. He has to be able to stimulate you every single time that you guys have a conversation. He has to actually be interesting to you every That's time right? that you have a conversation. There is not right. a sale in the mental stimulation. That is the first thing. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't, it, like, sex wouldn't even be on the mind of a sapiosexual, frankly. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, well, after all of my mental needs are met, oh, well, now you look attractive.
2: But, you know, what it is, is it's not the physical that I really look at. Mm -hmm. If somebody says, what's the sexiest thing about a man? It's his brain. His brain is the sexiest Mm -hmm. thing to me. And some men cannot handle that because they need to be looked at in a physical form when – I, I can't see you in that way. I need to know what's in your head. How? How? I need you to know. See us. I need to see your brain. I need yeah, to experience your
0: that's brain. not that's how what I Yeah, yeah that's nah, not
2: it's
3: what definitely down doing. to the program. That's not what they've been conditioned like, for. It's definitely down to the program, and it's funny you say that. I was talking to somebody earlier, and I was like, you know what? I'm kind of happy my son is not in the football because he'll never have to get used to the casual racism that comes out as praise in that sport. And that's where it starts, you know what I'm saying? You get told that it's not about who you are or how you feel, but it's what you do that gives you your value as a masculine entity. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's hard and it's threatening for men. When you're like, oh, you know, I like intelligent men. He's been told he ain't good for nothing but moving stuff, picking it up and putting it down his whole life. And so it's really a blessing when you come across somebody that can embrace that and move forward with you in that kind of energy, like, because it's really not within our program, and especially in this culture right now.
4: Absolutely. Yes. Let's normalize men being loved for who they are, not what they
2: can do. Exactly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, Candace, by you writing romance and street lit, what do you do to allow um, the readers to experience um, the different sides of your characters? I try to make sure um, everything's explicit. Like, my kill scenes, I try to go into detail because, again, like everybody's saying it's about the visualization. Mm -hmm.
0: So I want you Mm -hmm. to be
2: to, like, be in the room witnessing that murder. I want you to be able to see all the tools he used in your head. I want you to be able to see the sweat on his forehead when he's nervous about the kill or whether he's cool or just ready for it. I want you to be able to see the fear in the victim's eyes when they're about to die. And the same with the yeah. romance. Like, if the mm-hmm. lady is head over heels in love with this man, I want you to be able to close your eyes and see her being nervous around him. I want you to be able mm-hmm. to see him when, like, hear his voice, he romancing her. It's just, I want to make sure it's detailed and you see everything in your mind. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. That's that's so important. I wanna say, um, Candace, you know, you bring up such a great point that Alicia and I always hop on here. You have to show more and tell less. You have no idea how important it is as a reader. I wanna be in those lines. I wanna be in those lines on those pages. You know, I wanna feel everything that I'm supposed to feel and it's your job as the author to make sure you bring me into that story because we play it in our minds right. as a movie. You know, and yeah. it's so important for me to pick up your next book or go back and get all your books in your library because you gave me what I wanted when I picked up that book. How important mm-hmm. is it for you to make sure that message is portrayed to your reader and that they get it's it? Very, it's very mm-hmm. important because if they can't see it in their head, they're just on the stop, like in the middle of a book mm-hmm. and you don't... If you just gonna say, "Oh, he stabbed her," no, you can't just do that because what did he stab her with? Did he stab her hard with blood gushing from her stab right. Like, what? What was it about this stabbing that makes it different from any other stabbing that you read about? Absolutely. So, and, yeah. and then they have those sheets. You know, she seductively walks. Well, what does a seductive walk look like? You know what I'm saying? What does it look like? The reader needs to know what it looks like. We got our next guest. She's going to kick in the chat room door, Tasha DeMay. She writes a little bit of everything. She writes um, BDSM, she writes romance, she writes. Uh, we got some background going on. She writes uh, Cozy Mysteries. Welcome, Tasha. Hey, how are you? We are Absolutely good. Thanks for joining us I want you to tell everybody a little bit About your your literary journey And your work Oh My, my literary journey Was a bumpy, bumpy road Let me tell you At first I signed with a um, I want to actually What started my journey off I entered a contest that this publishing house, this British publishing house, was hosting. They posted a picture, and you had to write a short little what you thought was happening in the picture. So I did that, and I figured I'm oh, pleased, I'm not going to win. And I got a message that I won. I won a year's publishing contract with them. That's how I got my feet in the door. It was okay, but the problem is, is I was green, and I didn't know anything about the business, and I didn't really have anybody I could ask. So, but it was a learning experience. And after that, after I left them, I I signed with another um, publisher, and uh, I did okay. I began to learn ins and outs of the business and what to do and what not to do. And I started learning how to reach out to veteran offices, talk to them, find out, you know, what worked for them. And then I had to figure out what works for me and go from there. And after that, after my time with that publisher
0: was finished,
2: I decided to branch out on my to my, by myself and become self published and after that after eleven books later, I'm still here absolutely now we're we' talking sex scenes, we're talking that talk when you sit down to write your sex scenes, what is the intent behind uh your pen at that time and to create those scenes that you're writing? Oh God, sex scenes. I I honestly I hate sex scenes. I really do. Because mine initially always come off reading like a pamphlet, you know, how to do this. You put your hand here and you put that there and you stick that here and and I was like, Oh, this is awful and I I have to get better. So <laughs> a friend of mine suggested that I go on one of those those websites and watch some of the movies, and then go Ooh, on another um, webpage and and read you know some of the, the erotic stories that other people write, and try to get an idea of you know how to do what the right way it is to do it, and then figure do you do it your way? Just put your own spin on it. And I, I started getting better I mean initially It was really bad like I said It was like a how to Pamphlet you know put your Hand here and put your leg there and That was pretty bad But I started Getting better I, I have gotten better Absolutely That's some facts though, That's some facts you ain't the only one Passing out pamphlets don't go bad but I'm glad that you're getting better with it. You know, I just feel that you can you can do your pen can do whatever it is that you want it to do. It does take research, especially if it's something that you've never experienced. Now, you know, a lot of people have experienced a lot of things in the industry, but you do have some authors that are new. they don't they don't know a lot of things. If each of you could drop jewels that you have learned, uh, on someone listening that may be new, they may feel stagnant in their um, position as an author
1: right now. What, what would those tools be, Candace? Um, okay. You have to research.
2: Do the do the writing prompts. Join the groups that 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 do the writing prompts. Post little excerpts of what you're working on. Get the reader's opinions on it and that way you can get an idea of what the readers are looking for absolutely so you can build a fan base absolutely and Candice Mm -hmm. You have to do your research Like if it's a company that you want to sign to Research that company Read books by their authors Look at their
0: covers
2: Look at their um, reviews on Amazon Or
0: Goodreads Mm -hmm. or wherever
2: Um, Just research,
0: research, research Ask questions
2: Hit up some of their authors And ask what their experiences have been Um, Hit up that publisher And ask any questions that you have them. Just do your research Absolutely. And Anna, Sonae? Yeah? If you had to drop a jewel on a new up-and-coming uh, reader or author, someone that may uh, just be thinking about it or may be starting in the industry, well, what would some jewels be that you would drop based on your experience?
4: You know, um I think that the first thing is to do your research. Um, there are a lot of authors who, you know, write a book and you know they they might you know they might find uh, Amazon or uh, or uh, Lulu or something like that and they just kind of hit click and publish, but their book isn't properly formatted. It's not edited. It's not, um, you know, you know what I mean. Like there are, there are so many things that are off that keep it from looking like an actual book. Right. So that's the first thing that I would say is to do your research. Like, find out, you know, how to put in, you know, uh, columns, like, you know, reading inserts, how to put in page numbers, and all of those kinds of things to really put up your game. Because especially if you're looking for um, a a actual publisher down the road, they're going to be looking for you to have all of that stuff accomplished. Mm-hmm. I, it, if, you, if you have self-published first, and then you are looking for an actual publisher to take on your work, then what that means is that you're going to need to have all of your ducks in a row. So research definitely is the number one thing that I would tell them. Number two thing that I would tell them is to um, is to question and and learn as much as you can from other authors and it doesn't matter whether you know them or not honestly you can send an email I have sent emails to authors that I do not know to authors who write in my genre and I have said hi I'm trying to get published like can you help me like what can you tell me you know or here's a copy of my draft like can you take a look at it like da 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 whatever and you would be surprised at the number of authors that will take their time and they will actually either read your manuscript or just at least send you an email back with some general feedback. And guess what? That general feedback is still the stuff that you need to know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You will be surprised how many authors, like, again, I have my own group, Authors of Erotica, and you'll be surprised how many authors – Don't have, you know, an electronic press kit when they go to, you know, promote themselves and they want to get paid for their performances. You would be surprised how many people don't have, like, a draft letter to send to, you know, a publisher or a a booking agent. You would be surprised how many people don't have the necessary tools and elements already set up to make themselves look like a professional even if they're not all the way there yet. So I would highly, highly recommend those two things.
2: And Chase, okay, now stuff. Chase, you, you you have the best of both worlds Because not only are you an author But you're head um, of a division of a publishing company What are some tools that you would drop on uh, new up-and-coming authors Or even authors just in general that may want to pitch themselves to um, a publisher
3: Is Chase. Chase with us?
2: Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, you guys hear me? It's
3: all good. Yeah, I'm so sorry. You know Who was the question you, for? Chase. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Basically, you know, what I've told everybody we brought on board thus far, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have one rule, mm-hmm. and that is write absolutely exactly what it is that you want to write, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't
0: believe
3: in half measures and being hard on yourself unless you haven't said what it is that you came to say. There's a reason why you picked mm-hmm. up your pen, like you talked about intent. There's a reason why you did it. Why did you pick up, you know, the pen? What made you want to sit down and write? And mm-hmm. I tell them to follow through with that. And then the next piece of advice is read whoever the top is in your genre. You know, okay. um, when, you know, you step into a game, like when I started playing football, right, um, I started watching whoever was best at my position and I copied whatever they did and developed my own style from there, right? Right. You gotta see who, who the trendsetter is, you know, like it's called benchmarking in a lot of industries and what it is is you see who's doing it the best, you see what it is that they do the best and you figure out how to make it your own and then you tell your story and like the last piece of advice, you know, what everybody else has said is polish is important. Like, when mm-hmm. you come in, and especially if you're an author of color, you, people are already looking at you a certain type of way. They don't expect quality, right? Right. And so you got to mm-hmm. make sure that you're presenting yourself with your best book forward. Because, yes, any publishing has gone a long way, and it's gotten a lot better. But, you know, it's all about how it comes off. Like, there's so many authors, I was so surprised once I really got to know them, because I did exactly what you guys said, I reached out. I talked to Milton Davis, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I talked to Christian
0: mm-hmm. Cameron. Like,
3: I found these guys on Instagram. And I was like, hey, I'm a big fan of your work. I just started writing books, like, and I started a dialogue, and I learned a lot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's the last bit of advice I tell them. It's like, yo, you got to talk to people, you got to talk to your fans. And like,
1: mm-hmm.
3: when you find yourself getting to that point creatively, where you're feeling burnt out, And, you know, you're just sick of writing it. You don't want to write it no more. You're annoyed with yourself and your story. It's like, listen, you need to unplug, right, and do something you enjoy. Read the book you've been putting on, reading, watch a movie you've been wanting to watch. And I guarantee you, at some point, Mm -hmm. something's going to kick you in the butt. And you're like, you know what? Either I could do this better or, ooh. I'm ready to do this for my story. Ooh, I just had this brilliant idea. You know what I'm saying? Right. You never beat yourself right. up. Like that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody grows like that. Like nobody gets better at anything, beating yourself up. You know what I'm saying? True. Like you gotta just take your mm-hmm. criticisms, you know what I'm saying, and grow. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like the sister said. Mm-hmm. She's like I looked at my early stuff, it wasn't that great. I went and I learned some stuff and I got better. And that's just really like mm-hmm. you gotta look at. It. I didn't, I
1: didn't
2: that's true. We're hearing a lot, a lot of background. on um, just try to be mindful of that because we want to hear everything that everyone has to say. And you guys gave some great advice. Now, this is Tony, and I want to say with COVID these last couple of months, it has forced us to pivot the way we handle ourselves, the way we handle our business, and the way we handle our vision. How have you had to pivot yourself to reach your readers and to reach new readers. Let's start with Candice. For me, I just um, broadcast my books a little bit more because I know people are at home. They want stuff to do. Um, So I'll drop my links in different groups more often
1: or I'll just
2: be in readers' groups and Look out for readers who say they're bored and they look for books to read, and then drop my um, link under their post. Um, mm-hmm. I participate in different contests that other authors do, um, right? And right. stuff like that. So, it's just pay, mm-hmm. paying attention to what when people say they're reading or they need something to read or they're at home a lot um, mm-hmm. and they can't work and they need something to mm-hmm. do. To distract themselves. Miss Monet, how have you had the pivot and how have, what have you done differently this these last six, seven months?
4: Honestly, um, not much. To be to be mm-hmm. very, very honest. Um, COVID has actually been a little bit of a blessing to me. Um, okay. I have been able to continue business as usual. In fact, mm-hmm. I have, actually, um, I have actually pulled off something quite amazing. It is my event uh, for couples only. And that is oh. an event where we not only have, you know, uh, poets, comedians, we had burlesque dancers, we had, um, you know, all kinds of things that were going on. But we also had three professionals to come and talk to our audience about intro to role play. Um, Intro Mm -hmm. to um, Anal, as well as Intro to Bondage. And that was an extremely successful event. We are so excited. Actually, we're doing another one February 13th, so Valentine's Weekend in D.C. We are going to be having another for couples only, Valentine's edition, and that is going to be Intro to Tantra, Intro to Toys, and uh, for now, Intro to Orgasms. We may also add another. Uh, professional in there. We are. We're not sure yet. We're working on it. Um, but it, it's it's going to have all of those same you know all of those same points. You know, burlesque dancer. You know, comedian, poet. We're also going to have a swordsman. So the point of This incredible event is to not only expose our audience to a little bit more, but to give people Mm -hmm. the proper education when it comes to the introduction to these things, because you Mm -hmm. have no idea how many people will say, oh, uh, babe, let me tie you up and they do it improperly, they end up with rope burns, somebody ends up injured, you've got to go to the ER. Like, it's crazy, you know? Oh, boy. Um, Because they they want to reenact something that they've seen, you know, in some video. And it's like, wait a minute, you need a little education, you need trust, you need communication, you know? And and those are the things, really, that you need for all kinds of sexual activity. So, um, at the end of the day, what I'm doing is, taking sex ed to the community directly through all of my events. So oh, it, wow. it has been incredible. Um, again, COVID has been a, a blessing for me. Um, and I, and I cannot be, you know, thankful enough. I mean, the people were willing to leave their homes to check out this event that people were also able to online check out this event. So we have people in California. We had someone check in from Bangladesh, Okay. So that was freaking wow. crazy. Um but that that's amazing that people are wanting to learn about these activities, that they're wanting to learn about them in a safe space and that I am able to provide that for them. It feels incredible. That's awesome. That you can oh by the that. way
2: <laughs> by the way,
4: if you guys, oh, oh I've been super busy. Um, but if you guys want to check out the Valentine's event, by the way, uh, just visit bit.ly uh, backslash feb, uh, or excuse me, FCOFEB 2021. So FCOFEB 2021 is how you're going to find us on bit.ly. Um, But That is, it's an awesome event. I'm looking forward to the next one. We're going to do another one in August. I'm just looking forward to taking this all across the country, honestly. I want to take this everywhere and be able to teach people on the ground the sex ed skills that they need to know to have productive lives. Productive, mm. fulfilled,
0: that's sexual,
2: good. orgasmic lives. Right. And Case, tell us how COVID has changed the way you move. Have you
0: done anything new or different? Um, um, that, you know, really, to be
3: honest, you know, uh, before I published the *Road of Resistance*, I was in a real bad accident, and um. I sustained a lot of injuries, ended up with a TBI. So life just kind of slowed down. Like, everything came to kind of, like, a stop. And mm-hmm. so what I did while I was trying to basically put myself back together is um, I edited The Road of Resistance. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. And then I started writing The World We Make and promoting and, like, you know, basically – everybody was home with me during COVID, you know what I'm saying, like, because I was stuck in the crib before anything started, because, you know, I don't know if anybody knows anything about TBIs, because, you know, sometimes it's just a simple concussion, and sometimes your whole life changes, and so, you know, I couldn't do the crowds. you know what I'm saying, I haven't been to the mall in, like, two years, you'd think I'd be saving money, but I'm not, like, Um, At
0: yeah, online you shopping,
3: right? <laughs> yeah, nah. Amazon, Uber Eats, they get me every time, every time. You know, and it's like, but everybody was home with me, and so basically, what it did was it gave me an opportunity to spend my good hours of the day networking with people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. because. You know, some days it's good days, some days it's bad days, some days I don't got it. But when everybody home all day like, hey, let's rock. Like, you know what I'm saying? You guys heard about this book right. or what are you reading? And so I could say it really hasn't changed much because I was like on the quarantine, like I said, for months before, before it even happened, just trying to maintain my mm-hmm. situation. And so I think right. that in reality what it's done is now I'm kind of butthurt because I really wanted to try to do some comic cons and some different events mm-hmm. and, and I couldn't cause all of that stopped. So it right. definitely put a different emphasis on not necessarily marketing because like I hate ads. I went to school. I got a business degree with concentration in advertising and I hate ads. Right. Like I can't stand mm-hmm. it. So, when I want to move units and move books I literally was sliding somebody's DMs I'm Like you know what I like your Instagram Like this post was fire this post was dope And it made me think you know what I'm saying Like boom would you check out my book And like really like With people being home more it gave me Just that chance to network To be all at home oh. more so why not talk To somebody you know what I'm saying And
0: mm-hmm. put yourself on
2: mm-hmm.
3: new. And so you know
2: Right I, and that's I'm thousands of people that are day, just you know. sitting there waiting to get something new. Yeah. Mm. And Tasha, how has COVID changed you? Have Have you have? How has it pivoted to you to to do something different or enhance what you're doing? Well, I um, I had a lot of loss. I, I had really? people dying on me left and right. It was kind of depressing. Wow. And it showed in one of the books that I wrote. I'm gonna have to pull that thing down and rewrite it. But anyways, I digress. Um, mm-hmm. I I joined a uh, joined a couple of groups to learn how to market, to learn how to to build a better website, mm-hmm. to learn what um what published, if I want to sign with another publisher to learn what they're looking for, how to write that letter that you have to, you got to write that letter where you're pitching yourself to them. And Mm -hmm. um, I reached out to a lot of uh, veteran authors who have been doing this for forever and Mm -hmm. they've given me some great advice and I also have uh, another author that I write with um, on the weekdays we call one another and we we figure out each one another story together and give one another ideas and things like that and she keeps me going and I keep her going and uh-huh. that's what we doing but it man it, it's really hard it really was you know uh-huh. it was like this uh-huh. thing just like came out of nowhere and just smacked us all in the mm-hmm. face, and I had right. like five or six events I was getting ready to do, and then they all got mm-hmm. canceled, and just just, just just totally threw me off. And Right. But I, I, a, the I, whole I picked off. it up and used it as a learning experience and figured, you know, the best thing for me to do is to do some stuff online. Reach out to some veteran offices. We're all at home for the most part. And try to trade ideas. Try to figure out what works, mm-hmm. like I said, and what doesn't. Oh, try okay. to get that thing right. And that way, if mm-hmm. I do happen to reach out to a publisher or something, I know what I'm supposed to do right. to get their attention. Right. And that's exactly. important. You know, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Now, I want to ask you guys because COVID um, has made people pivot in such a way where they have created new skills. So, outside of writing, uh, what new skill have you learned during this uh, COVID uh, pandemic? We're going to start with Candace. Shopping.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. you know. Know <laughs> shop. You know of know. Know
2: shop. <laughs> point blank to the point, right? Yeah. <laughs> you made new friends so outside of Amazon. What's your favorite site? Um, I've actually been ordering from a girl. Another author who started her own business, um, Kiara James with Temporary Forever, and mm-hmm. she does a lot of custom t-shirts and custom merchandise for authors, so I have ordered so much from her that she made me her brand ambassador, so I, I have like t-shirts, I have... Um, Sweatshirts with my logo, masks with my logo, cups with my logo. I have just went order crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, Chase? Yes? What what new thing have you learned during this
3: pandemic? Well, I became a second-grade teacher, and now I'm a third-grade teacher because my son is home <laughs> <a human> And... <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> I think. <we're, laughs> he said I learned to be a teacher, but it's true. Yeah, Listen, I not I don't,
3: don't know of this, But you know, and I, I know the city is definitely not paying me for none of this. But yeah, that's that's the new skill. I could definitely say that I picked up. You know, and I'm just, you know, I'm happy he's safe. But I just, I say that. Right. We can all relate really. to that,
2: case. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, principals, lunch ladies, lunch lunch fathers, like listen. Everybody got some new job titles going on. And Miss Monet, what have you learned outside of writing during this pandemic?
4: You know, really, what I've learned is to take a moment and slow down. Uh, mm-hmm. And 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 I know that that's probably. Anyone who knows me who is listening to this is probably like, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> because I have been working so hard and pushing myself around the clock. But, um, but honestly, once, once the event in August happened, I, I had a moment in September to just stop. You know, just stop every day and just chill and just be quiet for a second. And um, a few things settled in on me at that period.
1: And it wasn't just, you know,
4: relationships with friends or family. Um, I I lost my grandmother February 8th of this year, um, and that was extremely hard for me. Um, So September was really a time for me to reflect on that. Um, But it was also, um, and this is the second thing, it was also a time to plan. Um, I mean, because if you have been stalled, especially if you're a creative who has been stalled during this period and you have not been able to, you know, come up with your your own way to create money or, you know, you, you don't want to do like an OnlyFans or, you know, resort to that kind of thing, like, Maybe this is the time for you to plan. This is the time for you to take stock of what's going on and to really make a concerted, real effort toward the things that you want for your future. You know, I mean, because we all, we all have said so many times, oh my God, if I could just have a week off work. Oh, if I could just have a week, you know, away, you know, if I could just have this time. You have the time right now. Mm-hmm. So yep. right now is the time for you to act. And if it's not the time where you can act at this moment, then it's the time for you to plan your next action. It's the time for you to uh-huh. strategize uh-huh. how you are going to move Through this new millennium and how you are going to move through this new era of face masks and six feet apart and and all of this social distancing. It, Mm -hmm. It really is your time to plan and to create, really to create, to manifest your future. Because that's what it is at the end of the day. You think on it, and you think on it so much that you act on it, and you act on it so much that it becomes real.
2: Absolutely. Mm. So,
4: if you're, so not, if you're not doing those things, and if you're not in one of those stages, then
2: something is going horrendously wrong. I, I agree. And, Tasha, what new thing have you learned uh, outside of writing during this pandemic? <laughs>
4: well i I picked
2: back up crocheting and knitting I picked mm-hmm. back up Um. Tasha, you got turned down your background yeah i know i got i turned it down <laughs> after I hit him I turned it down anyway. <laughs> I picked back up crocheting. I started knitting again. Um, mm-hmm. I <laughs> I started doing the whole um fan fiction with my son. So that that helps a little bit with the writing expert the the ex aspect to keep me from getting rusty. I haven't read a a full book in months because I was so busy trying to, trying to get, trying to figure out what I wanted to do because I was like, I'm sick. I don't want to write and Then I didn't want to write anymore. Uh-huh. And one of them, this lady that I didn't even know read my book, stopped me one day and asked me, "Well, when's the next book coming out?" And I'm like, and who are you?" And I forgot that <laughs> my my husband he, um, he he every now and then he mentions that's what I do and everything. And people since they know him, they think they know me. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to learn some new things about the business. I'm not going to mm. take anything for granted anymore. And that's what I've been doing. I've basically been trying to learn things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But it seems like we've all been busy during this COVID time, using our <laughs> time wisely. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Now, and Tasha brought up a good idea, a good question about. Oh, we got we got music in the background. So if you playing music in the background, I need you to mute your line. If you playing music in the background, I need you to mute your line. To what? Mute your line until it's time to talk, so that everybody else can be heard. You're going to turn that down. Now who's been your biggest support system throughout your journey? Candace? Um, my sister. Like she she um she buys all my books. She shares everything. She will just tag all the family members in my post and um make them share it. If the ones that don't share, she go post it on their page. Um, she wears my <laughs> t- she wears my t
0: shirt. <laughs> yeah, she she's not like she wears my t shirt. Okay. She tells
2: her coworkers about me, so I I would say my sister. That's and awesome. Chase, absolutely, and it's very important too. That is. Awesome. That is.
0: Mm-hmm. Who's
2: been your biggest support, sister Chase?
3: Uh, I had to say my wife. You know, she. she wife. Okay, me. boo. That's like,
2: right. Shout out to the wife. Yes. Yes. Give yes.
3: him yeah, my like, money. Yo, like, <laughs> she like she put up with all my nonsense. The first book, like I was working eighty hours a week and writing. So I could have turned into like A crazy person. She really dealt with it all while being pregnant and like was just like my hero to it all Cause I disappeared for like 18 hours And then come out the closet like hey hey, What do you think of this and this and this and this And you know she patiently Answered my questions and Walked through lot labyrinths With me and jumped down rabbit holes And then uh After the accident you know what I'm saying Um it was really her that kept me right and kept me pushing, you know,
0: uh-huh. when I was
3: really just discouraged, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because I yeah, had this whole like... plan for my life and what I wanted to do and, like, it was just going just like that and I was just trying to go to the grocery uh-huh. store, like, you know what I mean? So, uh-huh. it's like, without her, like, I probably would have never really pushed it out because it was written. It was done Mm -hmm. for a while. I had shopped and tried to find, you know, at least an agent. And it Mm -hmm. was like, you know, it was hard. it's tough going. Like anybody that's been through the query process knows how destructive it could be. Now, I'm not going to say I didn't get some people that wrote me back with some great notes. At the end of the day, when I finished editing it again and again and again, a okay. the time I made the choice to go indie and I was glad okay.
0: to experience.
3: But like when you go mm-hmm. to that it's hard. And it's like, you know, I'd be right. sitting at in the crib butthurt and my wife walking room like, nah, pick your lip up. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you got this, you wrote a great book, like everybody's mm-hmm. not gonna be willing to take a chance on what it is that you did because Books right. like yours don't pop up every day for everybody. to Be like, hey, this is a formulaic bestseller. Like, nah, I just I wrote what I felt like writing, and by the mm-hmm. grace of God, people have felt it so far. You know what I'm saying? And I'm hoping everybody ends up feeling the second book just as much. You know, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, my wife has been like the, the the biggest mover and shaker, and like I feel like her hustle shameless my friends in the hustling because. Right. Like, you know, it was my nephew that first planted the seed. He's like, oh, Yo, you write a book, your life will change. And then it's like, Yo, oh, look, this is what I wrote. you want to read this chapter? He's like, yeah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, and so when, you know, I, I, I finished the book and I published it and, you know, my wife started sharing it. She shared it to her whole family. And like, like I said, her hustle really shamed my friends and the husband. Where, if yeah. I put a post up, they'd be up there trying to make sure they posted it because they knew my wife was, and then my wife, you know, they don't want no smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. shout, nice.
0: shout out to Mrs. Chase. That's
3: how
2: you do it. All right. That's girl. Right. Girl, we Hold him down. Hold him down. That's and his right. You better be like no husband. That's yeah,
1: right. and you know what?
3: No cat. Really, if anybody liked the second book, it's going to be because of police who, you know, really, like I said, she takes over the reins of the kingdom. Because, you know, Kassad. I can't tell you what happened, but let's just say it gets crazy. And as sisters y'all you know sometimes our men, you know, from time immemorial, have disappeared for inexplicable reasons. Walk out the house one day, never to come home. We all got a grandma Ooh. or a great auntie or an auntie or a cousin right. with that story, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you end up locked up and in the country where, you know, you ain't got to tell nobody. Even the rest of the mm. wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh-oh, what's that chase that drop? Yeah, he just dropped him.
0: And Miss Monet? Mm-hmm.
2: Who's been your biggest yeah. supporter? Um,
4: you know, honestly, I, I've got to say it's been my mom, um, you know, (laughs) yeah, it's my, it's my mama. Um, I mean, because you know what, when I, when I started this journey, I I went to her and I said, listen, I said, mom, I'm going to write books about sex. Like, I said, listen, it's not just going to be, like, dirty stuff. It's going to be, you know, for education and blah, blah, blah. da and da I, And I told her all of this. And I told my, my, my immediate family this same speech. And each and every one of them were completely supportive. You know, my grandmother, um, you know, again, before passing, she said, you know, she said, well, girl, somebody got to teach them, you know, like, go and do it. Like,
1: okay. <laughs> you know. Um,
4: and my mom has been, um, I mean, she she's, I mean, you you can't replace a mom, you know, of course. No, but she has she has taken care of my daughter on the late nights. Like I've been up till three or four o'clock in the morning typing of stuff. And I'm like, well, can you just take her? Like, just, I'm going to, I just need to finish this chapter. or I just need to finish this poem or whatever. Or I have an interview or a podcast or whatever. And she has been, um, I mean, she's complained a little. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, um, but for the most part, She has been really, you know, just 100% of my support system. She has given me every tool that I need to succeed, and, you know, she has been behind me 100%. She was at me, she was with me, excuse me, at the uh, For Couples Only show. She was in the back, you know, at at my table selling the book during the whole show, you know, like making sure I didn't get ripped off, like making sure that people are like paying what they're supposed to. And um, I, I just, I, I can't thank her enough for that. She has been the number one person. I, I cannot ever, um, no matter how, you know, I mean, cause you know, moms and daughters, you know, we, we get into it every once in a while, but but no matter how much that may happen, um, she has absolutely been there for me one hundred and fifty percent, two hundred percent, three thousand percent. Um, all the way. Awesome.
0: All the way.
2: And you know what? That's one thing about moms. Moms will come in and make everything like better. Like, no problems. Going in there and take you a nap. They just when they are there for you, they are there for you, you know. Go and Amen. take a nap, they answer in the phone, they like, um, they sleep, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know and, and they're very vocal, like, No, I think I just told you that this is what was gonna happen right here. Uh, she's dressing <laughs> right now, she got a right, uh-huh. she's resting right now. Call her back. Oh,
3: now nah, my mama didn't woke me up. <laughs> <laughs> She, hey
2: Tay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
3: my mother did not believe in me sleeping. I think because when I was little, I had an insomnia, right? So I think I set myself up for failure because I never used to sleep, right? But after high school in mm-hmm. football, you know, all that changed. So when she wake me up, hey, you want to make some Kool-Aid? Like, no, I don't want to make some Kool-Aid, like. And my family, you know, they don't believe in that. So like, no, at least none of the women do, at least for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the first thing my uncle told me. Like, a sure way to get woke, messing with your grandma and your mama would be sleeping during the middle of the day when you got stuff to do. So, yeah, now nah, I'm going to be the woke me <laughs> up. There wouldn't be no, i now You go ahead and get your rest Like, I had to be, I had to convince her I was hurt after the accident. <laughs> no, <I> was like, <laughs> I was like, Ma, you know, you, you, you bring me to the physical tab. you think I'm over, over here, you know, just chilling, having fun, because I like it here? Like, nah. So, yeah, nah. You had
2: to convince
3: her, Chase. Yeah, look, we're going to have to send my mama to your mama to give some lessons or something. We're going to have to get a, a coaching going on. You need a doctor's
2: note, Chase.
3: <laughs> I right, listen, my mother, oh, man, it's that Mississippi. Right, and Candace, you from Alabama, so you know how the Mississippi folks, they don't ever stay on their side of the line. Like, ain't no such thing as hurting Mississippi. You gotta be dead.
1: Don't like, do I it. kid
3: you not. Like, don't no cap. My cousin. Candace
2: said, don't do it.
3: Yeah, listen, yeah, I lived in, listen, God, I lived in Selma for two years. For two years, I lived right in Selma, Alabama. I used to go party in Tuscaloosa. I had cousins up there. I love Alabama. But yeah, nah, like yeah, 100% nah, 100% nah, not hurt. He, yep, right. he, just, he just had a little accident. He all right, God, get on up, go on there
2: and work.
1: <laughs>
3: My cousin lost a whole leg in a motorcycle accident and ended up having to be a hero. They sent him right back to work. I'm like, I'm fake, you know. He got, you know, got a little chisel. Like, nah, he all right. They gave him a like leg, he can move, he good, go back to work. Mama.
1: <laughs> Like, and no
3: cap, like, he made national news. He got into, like, a shootout where robbers in a jewelry store in the mall in Jackson and captured them. Like, Black John Wick. I was just like, damn, man, I got stuff in my game. So, you know, I kept writing books. <laughs> now, Lord
2: you know, now, like, so. now,
0: now, he he said said a whole leg. leg. Now, I have but to like, write a whole
2: leg. He said, I have to get to writing books. We like yeah, to have some fun here on Let's chat. We love to be able to allow people to experience our our guests, not just um, their writing side, not just their business side, but you know, every side, every shade um, of them. So T is going to give each of you a fun question. Uh-huh. Absolutely, I'm ready. I'm ready. I I I, I kind of oh, want to go though. Oh, he ready, T? <laughs> He can go awesome. I, I know, you know i funny. He was like, I'm ready.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't in problem. the accident,
3: I think that my little field of Fs, you know, when I got hit by that car in my car, it ran over all the Fs in my field, so I don't think I've been afraid of nothing since they pulled me out. Awesome. I know that's, that's
2: right. it? Mm-hmm.
4: Now, I want to kind of mix
2: the all of you pins together so I'm going to give you each one prop and we're going to create one short story okay and I'm going right. to start off with I'm going to tell you Chase your prop is a spaceship okay and Candice your prop is see I wrote this down because I've been thinking while y'all were talking <laughs> Chase is a spaceship. Candace is a machete because she likes to kill. <laughs> and Miss Ren- Monet, yours is a feather. And Tasha, yours is a rose. Did a I get what? everybody?
1: A, a rose. rose. Did a I get
2: rose. everybody? A rose. Okay, Tasha, a rose, like a red rose. Oh, oh okay. Huh? So Tasha is a rose. Uh, Candice she a machete because she told us she likes to kill people off. Mhm. Uh, Miss Monet is, is a- seductive, so she got her feathers. And Chase is a
0: spaceship because right. he is a sci-fi. Let's let's get it rolling. I'm excited. to See, go ahead. See? All right. That's right. So
3: I'm going first,
2: right? <laughs> mhm. Okay.
3: Okay, so uh, Machina's first mate Smith walked aboard the spaceship. U.S.S. Obama. He was Mm -hmm. proud to be one of the first members of his family to serve in the newly dubbed Space Force. While President Trump might have been considered an idiot at the time, and is still considered an idiot to this day, the Space Force turned (laughs) out to be a good idea because the asteroid field that surrounds our galaxy was rich with the minerals that we had overmined on Earth. Therefore, the U.S.S. Obama was going to be integral To bring back vital minerals like steel, cobalt, and things that we need for cell phones and computers back to the planet. But there was a problem. When he boarded the ship, he noticed vital components were missing. Now, he had a problem with this. He could report it to his officer, or he could figure out what was wrong. Everybody knows when you're a machinist, you solve your own problems first, because engineers just like to yell. Machinist Mate Smith went on a search, trying to find the components around the ship, checking the different toolkits and engineering bags, and finding nothing. I keep going or should I stop? Like, how are uh, we how uh, doing this? Candice, Candace? Candace? Hey. <laughs> so I was
1: chilling with this
0: girl that I met at the bar. I finally invited her over to my, for, my for drinks and dinner.
2: She was a little bit of a mystery for me, but there was something that intrigued me about her. It was something about the way she walked, something about the way she talked that pulled me in. But when we got finally got together, she was a little bit more quiet than usual. So we started playing 21 questions, and I asked her random things about her to make herself more, try to make her more comfortable. One question in particular I asked was, what was her nickname? Now, I've never asked a woman what her nickname was, but for some reason, something just told me to ask. Machete, she, she replied. Machete? I asked her. Yes, machete. Why do they call you machete? She got up from the table, came and sat in my lap, and she reached down the side of her and pulled and something out of the side of her boot. It was a machete knife. And before I could ask what she was about to do with it, she stabbed me, dead in my heart. Okay, hey, who's, who's next with, after that, on the spaceship we got guy right. with a machete. Okay, All who's right. next on this, this spaceship? All right. All right.
4: So, um, I have a feather. Mm-hmm. He dragged this Across my skin. I felt the sensations, the emotions, the call of the wind just tickling each one of those feathers at the edge of my skin. But even more than that, I felt the strokes deep within, the sensations he made, how my heart pounded within. Even more than that. I felt the ride home, the wind kissing my skin just like those feathers did hours earlier on, but somehow I don't feel the same.
2: Tasha? Mm. All right, Tasha, come on in, girl. Go. What's your Hmm. Tasha? Let's
0: see.
2: I I'm still here, I'm sorry. Um sitting alone in the in the restaurant, waiting on a stranger. Why did she let her friend talk her into the going on a blind date? Blind dates for her was always a complete disaster. She glanced Sierra glanced at her watch. Then glanced around. This guy wasn't going to show up. He stood her up. The waiter comes and asks if she would like to order. She declines and says she needs another minute. And then a rose appears in front of her face, uh, right in her face, and looks up to Chase's eyes. And then... It was like everything nothing else matters except the two of them. Okay. All right. All yeah. right. The one thing I like listen here, Miss Monet. She is so passionate. <laughs> 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 she is so passionate with not just her descriptions, um, but with her character. Uh, movement and design. And then Chase, listen, sir, I think you're going to give James Patterson around for his money, sir. I I just think that you do sci-fi, but I think that you are going to do a little bit more than that. I think you're going to step outside of that box and do some thrillers. And um, I'm excited for what's to come with everyone. Um, I want everyone to shout out all of your social media, where everybody can get in contact with you. Any events you have coming up, and make sure if you have a website, you shout out your website. Candice, um, you can find me on Facebook. It's um, Candice Tolliver. Um, I'm on Twitter as Candice Wright, W R I T E S, and I'm also on Instagram. It's um. Candice Wright's also on Instagram. All right, Miss Monet?
4: <laughs> uh, well, you guys can always find me under the name Poet Ray Monet. Uh, that's P O E T R A E M O N E T. And that's pretty much on any social media. Like whatever social media you have, I'm sure I have it too. Um, I want to point out as well that, of course, if you guys are interested in the uh, For Couples Only Valentine's event that's coming up, again, we're doing Intro to Tantra, Intro to Toys, and Intro to Orgasms, as well as one additional uh, 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 cookie, um, but if you guys want to check that out, at bit.ly backslash s c o s 2021. So F-C-O-S-E-B 2021. And um, as well, uh, I hope that you guys look out for my new book, Expose Your Inner Diva. Uh, that is the workbook, again, where you can work through your own sexual issues and trauma and past and all of that to become your better diva. um, That's going to be available by the end of the year. So, again, just check me out on any of those websites under the name Poet Ray Monet, and you're going to find that information. And thank you so much, ladies, for having me, by the way.
2: You are so very very welcome. welcome. Chase?
1: All right.
3: Um, You guys can find me mainly on Instagram at author. And, um, you know, my second novel, The War We Make, will be coming out November 1st. You could pre order it now. And we got the second edition of The Road of Resistance also on pre order. And that drops November 27th. I can't be more excited. I'm telling everybody go get the pre orders now. You know what I'm saying? Get them out there hot. And um, you guys can find you know my work and everybody else's at www.wclarkpublishing.com, and um, you can check out me. You can check out some of the new stuff Waheeda's got coming on because you know she wrote a fantasy book, guys, and she's gonna be releasing that on November 27th as well. So I'm really excited about Emperors and Assassins, you know, and that's also available for pre-order on Amazon. Hey, you know. Come on, guys, and help us black out the bestseller list real quick on the fantasy genre. That's something I don't think has ever really happened like that, so let's try to make that happen. Yeah, this is her first
2: fantasy book. Shout out to the Queen.
1: Yes. Mm hmm.
2: Shout out to the Queen. You can find me me everywhere under Tasha DeMay and my website, TashaDeMay.com. And also, I just released a book today It had to be used, my first multicultural story and my longest book. I'm excited about it. You can find it on Amazon, and you can also order it from my website if you want an autographed copy.
0: I love it. Happy release
2: tell y'all about Tasha. Her pen and, and her um just her branding has really, really grown. I'm so very proud of you, Tasha. You your covers oh, are clean and crisp. You really take um into heart all of your marketing and making sure that you are placing uh the proper vision visuals out. Um I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And you're not mm-hmm. boxing your thanks. pen in. You are thinking outside no, of the book. No, my, I have friends that won't let me do that. <laughs> Absolutely. We so appreciate all of you guys coming to kick it with us in the chat room. You are all yeah. welcome anytime. Listen here, Candice, you over there spilling tea. I'm gonna need y'all all to tag us into your next release. Um Candice, I need to know, mm-hmm. um, is that book out yet? <laughs> No, but I have a similar one out. I have a similar one out. It's called Love, Lust, and Infatuation. Well, you Uh, need to tag me. (laughs) Right. Listen, tag tag both of us. Tag me, too. (laughs) I love it. We appreciate you guys coming to kick it with us. You guys are always welcome back to the chat room, and you have a great night.
0: Take it Okay, thank, thank you. Good
2: night. You're
0: welcome.
2: Good night. <laughs> great show, great show, great show. We appreciate you guys coming to kick it with us in the chat room. Everybody knows that the chat room is getting ready to go on its winter break. If you want to be a guest here on the chat room or on Let's Chat Live, send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. Absolutely, we we're going to say goodnight, but don't forget, we'll be back next next week, next yes. Thursday. Next Thursday, we have a Let's Chat Live uh, that's going to be jumping off. I'm so excited, and we have a special mm-hmm. guest. I don't know if she's going to be able to come next week or the week after. I'm trying to confirm her date. Uh but we're going to have Harry Woods in the building, so I'm excited about that. So stay we appreciate tuned. Make sure you guys, guys follow well, us. So y'all and Absolutely. And we will see you guys uh, next week. Good night. This oh, is oh, oh, State of
0: Emergency. Oh, 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 oh. Bitches, 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 bitches. You want me to bitches, do I'm sorry. Bitches. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> this <is bad>. Corporate <laughs> loving hustle. Making money hustle. Independent business 24 struggles. Trick and John hustle. hustle. Working the pole, that's your goal. 24 struggle, Counterfeit hustle. Politics hustle. Flipping bricks to go legit. 24 struggles. Over books hustle. Writing books hustle. In, in, in the pen with your pen.
1: 24 struggle, i uh-huh. college hustle. Getting that knowledge hustle.